0: Welcome to the Plainfield Christian Church Podcast. We hope that the message today encourages you. Today's podcast comes from our weekly Facebook Live broadcast called Weekday Chat. To tune in live and interact with us online, join us during your lunch on Facebook, Wednesdays at noon. Enjoy today's podcast. Hello, welcome to Weekday Chat on this Wednesday, September 9th the year 2020 of craziness, Yeah, so we are happy to be with you, but this is... Weekday chat where we just briefly look at where we were Sunday and or this past week and where we're headed this next coming week. My name is Kyle. It's good to be with you.
1: Yeah, I'm Luke, I'm one of the ministers here at PCC as well. We enjoy uh, spending time with each other and diving into God's Word together, and we're certainly enjoying doing that with you all this month. We're in the story of Jonah this month, which is just one of those stories that we've all heard, you know, and grown up mm-hmm. with. And yet, man, when you really start to dig deep, this is this is rich. Uh, there's four chapters in the book of Jonah. It's real. I mean, you could sit down and read this thing in 10 minutes, a piece of cake. Mm -hmm. But Steve uh, dove into chapter 1 this last week. The sermon was called Running from God. Um, And it's a lot of the part of the sermon that you've heard where God tells Jonah to go to Nineveh. He doesn't want to go because they're bad dudes. And so he goes the opposite direction, buys a ticket on a boat to Tarshish, and uh, there's a storm. He ends up getting thrown overboard, gets swallowed by a fish. Uh, You've probably heard up to that point. But bottom line is that we all run from God at, at various points. Mm-hmm. which is sin, and sin always comes with a storm attached to it. And that oh, was what yeah. uh, Steve walked us through on Sunday, and I was I was challenged by it. But mm-hmm. backing up a little bit, yeah. Kyle, what do we need to know, uh, diving into, mm-hmm. ha-ha pun intended, yes. uh, the book of Jonah? What kind of background info would be helpful?
0: Yeah, well, you know, as you begin reading, you're going to quickly kind of pick up on this idea of that this story isn't going to be necessarily based on, like, the words of Jonah, but more of the life of Jonah, you know, mm-hmm. where most prophetic books are— you know, the words being spoken um, from God through the prophet to the people. And this we're going to pick up, oh, wait, there's a story here about Jonah that, that mm-hmm. is ne- necessary for us to understand. And Jonah was told to go to Nineveh. Nineveh was horrible, terrible place. And they were the most powerful city in the world at, of that day. And they were known for just treating their enemies just, horribly. And um, like Steve said Sunday, it'd be like you or I being called to go to Baghdad right now with a megaphone, stand on the street corner and just yell for everybody to repent. Uh, mm-hmm. Who wants to do that? <laughs> yeah, no, um, thanks. <laughs> but, but God is revealing in this that he wants really evil people to come to repentance. Mm-hmm. And Jonah is going to go the opposite direction. So Tarshish is completely a city, just completely across the pond in in, in the far uh, opposite direction. God gives a clear command, And Jonah does completely the opposite, and that is setting up this narrative of Jonah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, It's interesting in this book, if you're a literature nerd or if you like to read, this is one of the most beautifully written books in the Mm -hmm. Bible. There's so much parallelism and just beautiful just literary structure to it. Uh, But one of the primary purposes of this book is really to flip your expectations on its head. I mean, if you're a Jew reading this book, Mm -hmm. uh, you don't fault Jonah for running away. You're like, Mm -hmm. yeah, who wants to go to Nineveh? They're the Nazi Germany of the ancient world, you know? So everybody's on Jonah's side here with the first three verses, and yet uh, we see just our, our, our expectations are flipped, that here's Jonah, who's this prophet of God, who doesn't listen to God and doesn't mm-hmm. do what God tells him to do, doesn't really even appear to like God. He doesn't pray to God for the most part the whole time, even when sailors ask him to, even when God speaks yeah. to him, he doesn't talk to God, like doesn't seem like a very good prophet, right? right. Um, and, and then we see these pagan sailors who, you know, the caricature of sailors who are these rough around the edges guys, and, and they don't believe they, in God. But then all of a sudden, they're the ones praying to God and offering sacrifices, and we Mm -hmm. see this fish of all things that listens to God and obeys God better than even Jonah does, and we see this (laughs) evil king in this evil city, and uh, Jonah says, hey, you're all going to perish, and we expect them to just do what they do to people and just crush them, but but they repent and they turn mm-hmm. to the Lord. And here it is, this prophet of God at the end of the book, who seems like the only one who doesn't get it. In fact, at the mm-hmm. very end of the book, like even the cows in Nineveh are repenting. It says like, right. you know, like, like God is so great <laughs> that he even cares about the animals in this city. The last word in the book of Jonah is the word cattle. Like it's just, yeah. it just totally flips our expectations on, on, on their head, mm-hmm. which is all meant to lead you to this question that God is a God who's going to do things that push you that are uncomfortable with you that you don't expect he has a kind of grace that is going to offend you Mm -hmm. so are you okay with God showing mercy on your enemies Mm -hmm. that's the question that Jonah leaves us with
0: yeah so with this Luke I mean you know if he's known as a prophet he's known to have a relationship with God why why does he run Mm. away
1: yeah I, it, or you know the opposite direction it's Why? it's hard to know you know we we see jonah one other time in the bible second kings chapter 14 and he makes this prophecy he goes up to a pretty evil king of israel and he says hey you're going to have great success um and so we get a hint there and that prophecy was actually later overturned by another prophet so we get a hint there into jonah's character that he might be the kind of guy who just Likes to say things that people like to hear, you know, Mm -hmm. he might be a yes man. He might like his Mm. popularity, his cushion, his comfort, his safety, like we all do, right? Oh, yeah. And so I don't know, um, but I do think that we have some hints here that the call of God was just too difficult for Jonah. He just, he he didn't want to do it. It, it was going to make him uncomfortable. It was going to make mm-hmm. him unpopular. It was going to jeopardize his safety and his security. And so yeah. he just said no. And, and he went the other way, which a lot of us do, right? Oh, and we've yeah. we've all felt that before. I think God consistently asks us to do things that we don't want to do. And which is why, you know, when we give our lives to him, we don't just confess him as our savior, but we confess him as our Lord. Mm-hmm. Like he's our boss. He's going to yeah. ask you to do things. So just real practically then, Kyle, like yeah. when's the time God's asked you to do something you didn't want to do as as your Lord? Yeah. Um Well, you know, I think I, w- I would just add on,
0: first of all, with Jonah, you know, I think it's just clear that it's our self-will, mm-hmm. our propensity to our self-will. I mean, yeah. it's always going to be there. I mean, Jonah wasn't the first one to run the opposite direction because that's how it started with Adam and Eve, right? Yep. Yep. And so it's just, you know, for some of us, it might be laziness. Like, man, it's going to be hard work. I don't want to do it. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to go. It's going to be hard. And it's lazy. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe even... Uh, a spirit of self-righteousness. No, those are horrible people. They got what's coming, <laughs> Yeah. you know, and, and I don't yeah. want to go tell them good news. No, Matt, but if you boil all that down, it's always going to come down to a self-will. And whatever your emotion is, I bet it, it's going to boil down to us elevating our self-will above the commandment of mm-hmm. God. And it's going to look different even in my life, different times throughout my spiritual journey. I'm going to have the temptation to just, do something opposite Mm -hmm. and so to answer your question about is has there been a time for me i mean um yeah (laughs) there's been several uh you know and there is the big one about being called to ministry and running the different way and then coming back to it but but one i would like to just share with you is i think just more of like a practical day-to-day one that um You know, when God tugs us to do something, I was in a a music store uh, one time with my um, wife and just there looking at some different gear and so forth. And, and I, this, I would say this doesn't happen a lot, but it happened so clearly this day where my heart, like there was this, this younger uh, gentleman, a few years younger than me was, was in the store. His dad was with him and I had this compelling feel. I knew God was telling me like, go talk to him, go introduce yourself, go, Mm. go meet them. And I didn't, I, I, I felt that I looked at them. I thought a few times, okay, I'll go over there. And I never did. And then we left the store and we went to another store down the strip mall. Um, and I remember it was eating me alive. Like, Mm. um, and I, I told, told my wife, I said, Hey, I just, I just failed. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. and she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, God just clearly was calling me to go talk to somebody. And I, I I didn't do it. And so I was like, maybe he'll be in the parking lot when I come out of this store and catch up with him. And, Mm -hmm. and sure enough, he wasn't. And and I remember just the next few days, just feeling like I just had this easy, easy thing to do that God asked me to do. And I didn't, I didn't do it. And I remember I was mad. I was angry and, and those are emotions that were unnecessary because of just not doing what yeah. you felt called to do. And no kidding, a few a few weeks later, um, I was in that same store. I heard the door open in the music shop, and that same kid walked in, huh. and I made a beeline to him. Yeah, you know? I was yeah, like, yeah. You know, because I just knew God was giving me a second chance. Wow! And I went up to him, and within two minutes, it was incredibly amazing. All the connections we had. Hmm. The, uh, he, he started talking about music, worship music specifically, connections we had of where I went to school at Johnson University and people he knew. And then all of a sudden, you know, and then that that formed into a, a relationship, kind of like a mentorship. And he was able to come be uh, a part of our church and a ministry that I was able to be a part of. And I mean, it and it was just unreal to wow. see like, so clearly, you know, and so it's just, man, when you have that urge, don't run the opposite direction, yeah. you know, because it eats your alive. I'm, I'm sure you've had a similar story. No, I'm perfect. Well, okay, done, yeah, I figured, I figured. Yep. No,
1: <laughs> no, absolutely. We have got a second yeah, chances, don't man, we? Maybe. Yeah, that's beautiful. I love that, and yeah, I've. Uh, I certainly have memories, and lots of times where I've felt that urge of, hey, go talk to that person, and then didn't, Mm -hmm. and it eats me alive, and and I haven't always gotten those second chances. Right. No, you don't. And the more you do that, the more you harden yourself to God's voice, you Mm -hmm. know, and and it just, like it does something to your heart that I don't want it to do. And. And like when, when God's not going to insult you by calling you to an easy task, you yeah. know? So uh, two of the consistently difficult things that I think God regularly calls me to that I don't want to do uh, are confession and conversation. Uh, and number one, mm-hmm. is like, hey, when, when the Lord convicts you of something that's wrong in your heart, like, hey, you need to go talk to this person. You need to make amends with that person. What you said to that person wasn't right. Or, hey, mm-hmm. you can't carry this alone. You need to get somebody in and, and help them walk this struggle with mm-hmm. you. And that's hard because it's humbling. And you got to admit that you don't have it all together. And sometimes it means... Digging up old wounds, you know, that probably haven't healed fully. And so confession is really difficult, but Mm -hmm. I've never regretted a single time I've ever confessed anything. And I always walk out of moments of confession feeling softer to the spirit and like I know his voice Mm -hmm. better and like I have a fuller grasp of his heart and his power in my life, which is wonderful. And then the second one is definitely conversation. Like, hey, uh, you better go talk to that person. Mm -hmm. Uh, Your neighbor is standing right there. You're not too busy. Like go say hi, you know, and (laughs) and as an introvert and a person who is nervous and doesn't always know what to say and how to have those gospel spiritual conversations, it just feels awkward. And I'm not going to tell you that every time I've done it, it's been like this magical experience. Some of the time I I feel like I'm a bumbling idiot and it just leaves and it's awkward and they look at you weird. But there are other times where it is this wonderful, beautiful moment. And regardless, um, there's nothing better than being able to lay your head down on the pillow at night knowing you've been obedient and faithful mm-hmm. to the call of God on your life, because that's all He asks of us. Mm-hmm. So, wherever you are and whatever He's challenging you to do, my guess is He's asking you to do something. So, don't pull a Jonah. Just just do yes. it. And particularly, hey, we're having Baptism Sunday at the end of this month, and if you um, have not made that step, if you've not made that choice, don't pull a Jonah. Come talk to us if the Lord yeah. is nudging at your heart in any way. Oh.
0: Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. Well, I, we hope you've been encouraged. What, whatever the, the inkling is in your heart whatever the pull is just got just know that god is wanting to intersect your life with someone else for a divine purpose so mm-hmm. don't don't say no to that don't don't walk away from that well again thanks for joining us we uh invite you to to join us this uh, weekend as we step into chapter two of jonah thanks for hanging out with us